0: The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. Hey, this is the King of Bros, and you're listening to the Rough House Podcast. They're a couple of pussies, but they're not that
1: bad. The opinions expressed in the Rough House Podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the WWE, Lucha Underground, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, GFW, are they even still a thing? MCW Pro Wrestling, CZW, Nads Flappy Sack, Marvel Studios, Kellogg's, Frisky's Cat Food, Ted Turner, Jameson Irish Whiskey, Fruit of the Loom, Hershey's, Samsung, Amblin Entertainment, Since Groundskeeper Willie, or Minecraft, the cast and crew of The those Walking in Dead.
0: professional wrestling have turned to the pro wrestling podcast to gain insight into how to do their jobs. At the rough house where black people and white people watch wrestling and Hispanic people too and all people.
2: Hi everybody, hello, welcome the rough house podcast the quarantine house chris we are past 75 days in
1: yeah my hair i actually have hair now yeah uh, i know <laughs> it, t- it tells the story I, I It's weirder than i did <laughs> it's, yeah it's 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 really bizarre because i haven't had hair uh in well over a decade i yeah. think is safe to say so it's uh you know the beard i had the big the big beard at one point so the beard's That's manageable and i like it's like uh my um my little comfort blanket uh sort of thing, just stroking and, and holding my beard sort of thing. I I it soothes me. Um, you know. So that that I like, but the the fact that excuse me, I can like, you know I have like half a finger's length of hair in the back of my head. Not so much on the top, but in the yes. back. Yes. It's 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 bizarre.
2: So what you're saying is the shampoo budget and the like a lot household has skyrocketed. Oh, shampoo shampooing this shit.
1: <laughs> L4. <laughs> nobody gonna see it but you on a webcam once a week and you know my what, that's wife Yeah, fair, that's fair <laughs> no uh. offense and not that i don't want to look nice for you marty but
2: uh you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's hey, not I, a high priority right now i showered before the podcast today that's that's what, that's the level of what i'm bringing now i granted, took a long
1: hot one to try to wash this hangover off of me <laughs> drank a bunch of water yes. made a couple uh two little egg uh tacos nice. um nice got a big cup of coffee here so I think uh, I think we're going to be okay yeah, until the bubble guts starts rumbling in about forty five or so. So we'll see how it goes.
2: Yeah, exactly. Guess, guess we got to bring this in under under the hour and a half of last week's episode. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> um
1: I, I, I'm 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 um gifted in holding in poop. In case you guys were wondering about whoa. one of my special uh, superpowers, uh, that's I, your mutant ability. Uh,
2: Charles yeah. Xavier is going to pop up one day and it's like, uh, off willingly. like a lot. You control your bowel.
1: If that will allow me to be quarantined in uh, Xavier School for gifted uh, youngsters in Westchester New York, then I'm all about it because uh, it's a hell of a lot better than the shitty one bedroom apartment I'm living in right now. Uh, but yeah I, uh, I'm not uh, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a private pooper. I don't like pooping in public unless it's an uh, absolute code Brown necessary um, so I, I will make I will cause pain to hold in the poop as long as I can. Um and I'm often pretty good at it. Every now and then it's just you know, I, I remember one instance. Uh I was when I was working at the radio station, the wife met me up there. I don't, I don't even think we I don't even think we were married yet. And we were uh, going to see a show at Autobar, which isn't far. Um mm-hmm. so first we went to uh yield holy for holies before it burned down. That's how long ago this was. Um It we is back now though.
2: Yeah, I know, I know. I know.
1: Uh, so we went to Holy for Holies, got some, uh, got some Mexican food and started, uh, started our way towards the auto bar. I parked, found a parking spot, solid, uh, street parking at auto bar. And then I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, ah, definitely not, not going to want to have to yeah. do this at auto bar. Yeah, no, you don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. So we drove back to the radio station. <laughs> 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 after hours and uh the fourth floor bathroom uh you may have heard stories yes of the, yes uh, it is legendary natural lighting and uh nice uh nice situation that was always my uh game day uh pooping headquarters Uh <laughs> 'Cause if I'm gonna be stuck there for twelve hours, I'm gonna have to poop a couple times. Oh yeah. And uh, you know, there weren't too many people around. So that was uh you know, if I'm gonna poop on a on a day I don't wanna be there dealing with shit I don't want to deal with, I might as well poop in style, you know.
2: Oh yeah, no doubt. All right, well that's been your poop update. We'll see you guys next week and yep.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. Stay uh, safe.
2: Yeah, no. Um so let, let let's 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 get into it, Chris. So last week's episode started off rather depressingly um so suffice it to say we are not going to try to dig into uh the greater situations of the world right now because a we are two doofuses speaking into internet purchase microphones and people far more eloquent and intelligent than us have gone on record which much 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 better things to say yeah
1: we're also white so yes. that doesn't yes really yeah
2: give us yeah no problem. definitely definitely don't need our input just no. need just need generalized support i think is really where we're at at this point we got you yeah we got you. um However, I was going to say, you know what, last week was super depressing, this week was pretty good, and then Friday Night Smackdown happened!
1: Oh yeah, man, Matt Riddle came up, right? That's good news.
2: That is good news, but let's talk about the top of the show, Chris.
1: (laughs) Why, Marty, what happened at the top of the show? What real-life situations were called upon for a wrestling storyline on a major network television show?
2: So, uh, Friday Night Smackdown kicked off with Elias having gotten into a car accident in the world's most dangerous parking lot, the parking lot of the PC.
1: Did they catch the luchador's response?
2: <laughs> well, well, see, that's the fun part. Was not necessarily a luchador, uh, although it is someone known for the flippy-do. So first things okay. first, Elias continues to be absolutely cursed at the Performance Center, not only uh, having this happen to him, but just before Mania, he got thrown off the... Uh, the, yeah. The crow's nest set up there. Not so, to
1: mention his entire NXT career, which was a dull fart.
2: Exactly. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Elias in the Performance Center, not uh, two great that taste. It tastes great together. Um, but there was a car wreck and uh, out comes an uh, inebriated Jeff Hardy. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Guys. Shades of haw- uh, Hawk and Animal in the late nineties uh, of, of what they were doing here um, to, to quote CM Punk though. Basically they sniffed the bottle of liquor and then bingo style just yelled out the name Jeff Hardy. That's who did it. Jeff Hardy. <laughs> um, not cool. Really not cool. Really tasteless, <clears throat> really pointless, really stupid, really offensive. Like you are, I'm not going to sit here and downplay the awful track record of uh, uh, Jeff Hardy in terms of his substance abuse and and, Mm -hmm. and that sort of thing. Um, Well-documented. Incredibly well-documented, and and I think I speak for the average wrestling fan when I say uh, I I hope um, that he continues his way of sobriety. Even as it goes up and down and that sort of thing, what's going on over there, Chris?
1: Uh, Xavier is scratching at his uh, tower and he's making eye contact with me simultaneously.
2: Mm.
1: He's like, "Oh, you like this? He fucking fat shit. Yeah, (laughs) do this louder (laughs) while you're trying to do your stupid podcast." Yeah, that that, that, was the now we know who the alpha is in the
2: household. Yes.
1: Oh, are you kidding me? This is his uh, his shitty apartment. I just uh, (laughs) I just live here. (laughs) <laughs> so it was your fault. Yeah, I see you, you little twat.
2: <laughs> anyway, uh, I, I I think all of us <laughs> hope for the continued sobriety and overall positive health of one Jeff Hardy, even though uh, the track record has not necessarily been uh, great. It's a very spotty one. Um, At best. I would say that a great way to prevent someone from falling into a relapse situation is not uh, exaggerate or throw their problems out into the face of millions on national television.
0: Yeah.
1: So my question is, A, whose idea was this? And B, why did Jeff Hardy go along with it? I mean, he's got to be in a level of um, stardom, I guess, uh, in his career that he could... Have some kind of say over what's going to happen. Why? I don't understand why somebody would want to do this. I mean, is this some kind of way to help him realize? Is it like a healing recovery process thing to, um, you know, reenact things with national TV of, uh, of bad mistakes and decisions that you've made over the course of your life? It's just I don't I don't I don't understand um, why it, it even happened and what it accomplishes. I mean,
2: I I have no idea Beyond the fact that it gets to continue that barn burner of a Sheamus Jeff Hardy feud, uh, because so why
1: is Elias involved? Just because he's unfortunate, just because,
2: just because they I guess they didn't want to have AJ Styles bother with working a match with Elias. We need a body, Elias. Yeah, real. yeah. Remember when we were like, oh, good Baron Corbin's out of the tournament now, so everything's gonna be fine. Whoops. Um, anyway, AJ Styles gets shot straight to the finals. Uh, Adam Pierce appears on screen Scrap Daddy uh, And points out that uh, Jeff Hardy uh, is going to jail And uh, Elias is injured So therefore they need to figure out what to do with the rest of the Intercontinental title tournament Uh, After a lot of bickering backstage It is decided that there will be a battle royal To determine who will face Daniel Bryan in the main event Of that evening's Smackdown Sheamus Mm -hmm. wins, of course he does and then the main event of SmackDown was... Why wasn't
1: Sheamus in this tournament to start? He he was in the tournament to start. Oh, he was? He lost to Jeff
2: Hardy. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So haven't, we're Hasn't so, been
1: playing along
0: at home.
2: No, it's okay. Just we're running that shit back again. Anyway, okay. Okay. remember, so. uh, they, they ran Jeff Hardy versus Sheamus after the Jeff Hardy-Sheamus feud ended with Jeff Hardy beating Cesaro uh, okay. at the uh, pay-per-view. It's right <laughs> yes so anyway That's sheamus it. wins the battle royal and we we get to run back the 28 second match um from wrestlemania as it was daniel bryan versus sheamus in the main event and
1: did they actually do it in 28 seconds again or no they no it was
2: actually a back and forth match however uh jeff hardy shows up at the end oh, no. seemingly out of jail Distract Seamus for the finish as Daniel Bryan goes over and our Intercontinental title finals are AJ Styles versus See, Daniel Bryan.
1: If I'm Jeff Hardy, I'm like, okay, I'll do this, but it has to be real. Jeff Hardy knows from experience that it doesn't you don't get booked, charged, and make bond that quickly and then make it back to the PC in order to cause a distraction finish.
2: Yes. yes. And by the not, way
1: that took me that takes me out of the the, the reality of pro wrestling.
2: Uh, yes that's what does it that's Uh, what does it by the way i just want to clarify a uh all the announcers seem to be very confused and mad that jeff hardy was even allowed on television slash some slash somehow got out of jail uh because i guess next week is the big reveal that sheamus did the car wreck and planted alcohol on jeff hardy or drugged him or something which by the way great angle i love when professional wrestling is is all about guys getting drugged backstage um the other part of this that I just want to bring up is I'm I'm pretty confident, apropos of nothing, having absolutely nothing to do with the situation at hand, <laughs> Friday night, let's call it about 9 o'clock or so, Matt Hardy yeah. tweets, and I quote, I'm very happy to be working at, at All Elite Wrestling under at Tony Khan. i have no idea why that why why you had to post that at that time
1: you know it was uh feeling good friday he just needed to you know uh, know, get his thoughts out to the world and uh you know put some
2: positivity on social media yeah
1: yeah yeah. what i am wondering uh is in this match of sheamus and uh daniel bryan Mm
2: -hmm.
1: what they should (laughs) i'm already cracking up i'm such an idiot (laughs) what they should have done is had uh, AJ Styles on the apron give Daniel Bryan a little uh, peck on the cheek for good luck and then had him get <laughs> broke kicked in 18 seconds. It's like, damn it, foiled by another AJ. How dare this happen to me again. Fool me twice, shame on me. And shame on you. You're, you're not going to get fooled again.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Uh, I will say... Um, uh the the winner of the finals has not been revealed but they did already film AJ versus Daniel Bryan and okay. word on the street uh because surprise surprise once you decide to have audience members things start to leak a little bit um word on the street is that's one of the best matches shot at all during this you know quarantine okay. version of professional wrestling um so look forward to that uh, also of, uh, also of note in terms of matches that got pre-taped this week, the unannounced match so far between Velveteen Dream and Adam Cole, apparently it's shot outdoors and the ring is surrounded by uh, PC roster members in their cars.
1: Like the, what was it? Uh, Eddie Guerrero and John Cena?
2: That's what it sounds like to me. But yeah, just, just a heads up of we're going to get some sort of wacky stipulation to dictate that.
1: I mean, at least Eddie's gimmick kind of—he had like the lowrider sort of thing happening, so it made sense. I mean, Adam Cole is a little nerdy video game guy, yeah. Uh, and Velveteen Dream is this, you know, androgynous sex god or whatever. So yeah, cars.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: I I mean, it's uh, it's strange, but you know, it's it's what they're gonna do. I'm sure there's some weird idea about you know not being able to escape. And it's almost as if they have another match that people aren't allowed to escape. And maybe they just ran one. Anyway, um, so the week actually kicked off, as we talk about the weird setup of fans, that WWE was finally giving in and they were going to have a quote-unquote live audience made up of Performance Center uh, roster members. In um, also a change from how things have been done, uh, Hockey Style Plexiglass was set up between this faux crowd and uh the shows um did
1: nobody get checked into the glass
2: um there was a little bit of that um there also was uh if i'm honest a general more upbeat feeling to the shows because people were reacting yes it was very clear that they were told to cheer for x people and boo for y people and that sort of thing but whatever it was fine it was not as it did not feel as authentic and interactive as mm-hmm. the AEW crowd interaction but it felt, to use that term you just did, it felt less sterile it felt more yeah. alive, so you know credit where credit is due um, I, it's not necessarily how I would have done it, but I thought it was done well enough uh, all that being said, there was uh, a pull apart brawl towards the end of Raw, where all of the, the uh, audience members ended up getting involved, so yeah, great job social distancing, everybody more on yeah. that when we talk about AEW this week. Okay, um, all right.
1: Yeah. Uh, what's the, what's the fucking point? <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. Real real weird. Real weird.
1: Um
2: speaking of weird, uh talking about Raw this week. Uh so we do have <laughs> a new number 1 contender to the the Raw Women's Title as Nia Jax ended up defeating both Natalia and Charlotte Flair. So it'll be Asuka versus Nia Jax at Backlash.
1: Let me guess. Natty took the pin.
2: You got it. And what's even better, uh Asuka versus Charlotte has been signed for Raw this week. Okay. So the cool. so the gal who just lost a title shot has a title shot. Oh, it's for the title too? I think so, yeah. What? Yep. Yep. Mm. Yep. Mm. Speaking of okay. titles.
1: Okay, sure.
2: Speaking of titles, on Raw this week, we have a new U.S. champion oh, as Andrade God. after, I believe, getting popped twice while champion. Finally got uh, his title removed from him as we now have a new U.S. champion in Apollo Crews, who is randomly getting a push.
1: Twice? He got popped twice?
2: I, I believe he got popped twice. Oh, dang. I'm wrong. Maybe I'm, or what? No, I'm sorry. He got injured and uh, then yes. he got popped. That's right. That's yeah. what it was. I, was I knew there were two periods of time while he's been U.S. champion that he couldn't actually perform as U.S. champion.
1: He's got to – I was going to say he's got to talk to his future father-in-law about uh, how to skirt some of these uh, situations here from the dirtiest playing in the game. You know what I'm saying?
2: Yes. Yes, indeed I do. Um, trying to think what else happened on so, – uh, oh, Was
1: Apollo Crews um, – wasn't he like faux – Hanging out with Kevin Owens for a bit was that just a situational that, that was, thing? That was
2: two weeks ago. Yeah, uh, they they were pseudo united against the Zelina Vega Sex Cauldron. <laughs> I thought they
1: closed that place down. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: uh, okay, so now the Sex Cauldron has lost an Austin Theory and a title.
2: Yes, so the Sex Bummer. Cauldron is not necessarily in the best state, but you know, but they're... it's
1: still Andrade and Garza, right?
2: Uh, yes, yes, they okay. are. They are still together. They are still doing their thing. Um, let me think. Photos. Let me th- very handsome uh, again. That's why it's Sex Cauldron. Um, we continued the build for uh, Drew McIntyre versus Bobby Lashley. And credit where credit is due, MVP cut a hell of a promo for Bob- Bobbert Lasharelli. Um, <laughs> <laughs> his legal name. <laughs>
1: uh, uh, oh. Ooh! Yeah. Oh, my headphones
2: fell off. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. I <laughs>
1: only got the I got the chuckles out of me there. Yeah, yeah. Good job, but
2: sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <I'm>
0: gonna...
2: <laughs> uh, 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 we are we, we continued the weird. Oh, you, you all right? You need a minute? <laughs> Uh, yeah. Maybe I'm still drunk. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> you didn't know air. he was Italian. <laughs> kind of
1: warm in these rhinos. All right, go ahead, continue.
2: Robert Lashorelli. Um.
1: Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> why would you do that? Uh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the, the weird anything you can do, I can do better feud between the Viking Raiders and the Street Profits continued with a game of golf. Real. Oh, so this dumb. is
1: where uh, Ivar pulled a turkey leg out of the 18th uh, hole? Yep. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, also, they uh, they were if talking about to...
1: good um, sanitary uh, recommendations. Yes,
2: yes. Uh, okay. they, they were also talking about a, a future challenge. Um, Gator wrestling was uh, tossed out, but instead they're going to go bowling next week on Raw.
1: I mean, uh, it's probably uh, a little easier to find a bowling alley these days than, uh, than a gator farm swamp thing. Leon yeah. on farms or not on farms? They're on water. Uh, Yeah, my brain isn't working well today. Don't mind me. It's okay. I'll just be laughing at Robert Lasciarelli for the next hour.
2: <laughs> Bobbert. Robert.
1: Bobby, Bobby, hey, Bobby, hey. Hey, Bobby, Lashirelli. yeah, um, uh, have, the, have some fusilli, yeah, we got this, we got the gravy on the stove there, we, yeah, it's good stuff, it's mama's recipe, from, from, uh, from Palermo, you yeah. <laughs> know,
2: we continued the build for uh, the main... I guess it's the main event of Backlash. The greatest... Hey, was where's the garlic bread? <laughs> hey,
1: come on. Why are you hogging all the garlic? Bread makes you fat. Did you not know this? Have you not seen Scott Pilgrim? Bread makes you fat. Bobber, lay off. <laughs> He's combo loading, guys. He's combo loading. Bobo Boggle for He's combo loading, with the garlic bread and the fusilli with the gravy. Mwah, do the you remember stuff.
2: when? When uh, do you remember? And it wasn't that long ago. Remember when Bobby Lashley's entire gimmick was he bends over and smacks his ass? Like, <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck were they even doing?
1: Hey, check out these cheeks here, Boggle Lashierelli. <laughs> Hey, hey. hey. This is uh, this is made in Sicily. This is my butt cheeks.
2: Hey. hey. Bobbert.
1: Hey, yeah. hey, hey, oh, hey. hey. It's a me, a Bobbert.
2: <laughs> so the build...
1: Lash <laughs>
2: <laughs> So the build for the 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 main event of, of backlash continued. Uh Randy Orton versus Edge in the greatest wrestling match of all time. Uh Rick Flair cut a video promo uh, Great via Zoom. Uh, I'm sure it was awesome. Well, he said that the best wrestler in the game today is Randy Orton.
1: (laughs) Did he get his meds today? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And. Hey, Bob, Bob, hey, Mr. Lasciarelli, why don't you you go check on Rick? I'm not yeah, sure he's yeah. taking all of his medications. You have a little <laughs> daily thing. Just pop it up and put them in your mouth, huh? Why don't you, don't you mix it with the, uh, with the fusilli and the, and the gravy on the stove and, uh, you know, put a little pill in the garlic bread and if you don't eat it all. Bob it. <laughs> I've
2: derailed the entire fucking show. As you were. <laughs> Edge kind of promo too, but who gives a shit I just really want to boil down to this <laughs> Boil down to this element About about this greatest wrestling match ever I realized I mean, this shouldn't be a surprise In 2020 That calling this match before it happens The greatest wrestling match ever It blows Kayfabe completely away because ostensibly they're saying that it's not going to be a competition. It's going to be a lengthy performance. Because you would not call Edge comes in the ring, Randy Orton finds a spot, hits the RKO, one two three, the greatest wrestling match ever. Corey Graves would. Fair. Fair. I mean, it may be the most smartly wrestled match ever. I mean, there's There's another part of me that thinks they're going to promote it like this. Bell's going to ring, and Randy's just going to kick Edge in the dick, and that's going to be it. (laughs) Like, they're just going to troll everybody. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, the the new theory I've seen online, which I think is kind of amazing, is the reason why this match is being promoted the way that it is, is entirely over search engine optimization. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so that when you search for the phrase greatest wrestling match ever, you will now and forever see Edge versus Randy Orton Backlash 2020.
1: Who told. Hey, hey, uh, who told Vince about analytics? Huh? <laughs> who, who the fuck? Ooh, hey, Baba! Baba, was Hey, you? hey! Baba! Hey. Did you go see Vinnie Mac? Hey, you bring him some gravy with hey. some uh, with some fusilli or some uh, linguine or some fettuccine or some lasagna? Hey. You took a call, Billy. Lasagna, yeah. Bobby. Hey, you Bobby, got, you got that You got that co? You got that co set up on your website? What the hell, man? What the hell? Don't ask me about my business, K. Fabe. <laughs> Baba Lasharelli, hey.
2: Oh, the only other thing that's worth mentioning from Raw is Seth Rollins. Uh, Seth Rollins is holding a retirement ceremony for uh, Rey Mysterio this coming week on Raw, and uh, the announcers acted like it's 100% legit. <laughs> hey,
1: hey, Bobby. Hey, Bobby. Bobby Lasharelli, hey. Robert. Bobbert. That's it. Robert Lasharelli hey uh Monday all right listen to me Li- no listen put the, put the gravy down <laughs> put the garlic bread down Bobber. <laughs> listen to me Monday hey. hey Monday on on the raw all right I'm gonna need you to put the fusilli down and maybe have a taco to celebrate Rey mysterio okay you can put some uh some of mama's Italian sausage in there if you want this is good stuff it's from uh okay. it's from Capri. Okay, it's not you get, not you get sun, yourself a little bit of b- a goo. You yeah, just <laughs> want to go, uh, as you put some prosciutto in there, maybe uh, with a zeno, you could pick it up and put it in the taco. Okay, uh, it's just no fusilli on Monday for uh, for, for Ray Ray. Okay, Robert Lasharelli. <laughs> You can put some garlic on your tortilla shells. Okay? I, I, It'll I be think just what I
2: like it. I think what I write in the description for this episode. This week, we try to talk about professional wrestling, but Marty goofs it up for us all.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: goblet.
1: <vomit. laughs> <laughs> you son
2: of a bitch. Uh Elsewhere in the world of wrestling, Ring of Honor has re-signed Flip Gordon for a number of years, so I guess he won't be going to AEW. I I just think that's smart because, you know, I mean, A, Flip Gordon is fine, Uh, but also a smart idea hanging out at the company where your buddy has all the booking control.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's a good uh, that's a good career move right there for old flippy doo Good for you. Uh, in other Ring of Honor news, yeah, um, I don't know if you've been following the trials and tribulations of one Danhausen on the Twitter. I have not. <clears throat> so, Ring of, Ring of Honor, on their official store, uh, released a shirt. Uh, it's with the old ROH logo, but the O is Danhausen's face.
0: Ah, Ring of Danhausen. Um,
1: and it's it's like selling like hotcakes. So there's really? this, this whole like social media um, push to have uh, Ring of Honor sign Danhausen. All started by Danhausen. He's really really good at this uh, social media bit. Uh, other otherwhere, otherwhere, elsewhere, elsewhere, other worlds, else worlds, Elsa. <laughs> bubble <laughs> Ashley, bang of the ice cream from Arendelle. Hey, hey, maybe she <laughs> wouldn't be so cold if she had some of Mama's gravy. Oh, the stove. Give us some fusilli with it. Um, <laughs> people have been paying for uh, celebrity cameos. Yes, much like you asking, can do with
2: our dear friend, Justin Schlegel.
1: Right, and, and they've been asking on their cameos for the celebrity... Uh, to cut a promo on Ring of Honor to hire Danhausen, and he's uh, (laughs) like people are like spending legit money to have these done by like famous people, like hundreds of dollars for these cameos to support this indie wrestling. Uh, very nice, very evil. Uh, little nerd guy, and it's fantastic.
2: That's amazing. Uh, Related, did you see the video going around last week of a cameo shot by Buff Bagwell? No. He is looking and sounding rough. I don't know what the fuck happened to Buff Bagwell. I know he's in a pretty bad car accident a few years ago, but whatever happened here looked fresh.
1: He... I'll tell you what he needs. He needs some of Mama's gravy it's on the stove. Oh hey, Baba, go see Big Buff Bagwell. Hey, give him some on. of Mama's gravy with the fusilli. He needs, he needs some of the stuff. Come on. He needs um, give him some of the gravy. Delicious,
2: it, it, God, in, in, in other potential signing news. Uh, although I will say she's not signed; she's just getting a tryout. Uh, former NXT star uh, Diana Prado showed up in Impact this week. The virtuosa. Yeah, uh, I'm surprised because I definitely thought she would be a, a great pickup for AEW's women's division.
1: Diana the pupazzo. Oh, She's hanging out with Baba Lascarelli in the back of Mama's kitchen. He's he's playing uh he's playing hide the fettuccine with her. You know, <laughs> Baba. What happened to Lana? You dog, you. Oh, God. You better you better wear a casing on that thing. Okay, we don't need little bobbits running around eating up all the <laughs> garlic bread at the table like
0: you do, babas.
2: <laughs> well, I'm going to just try to pull up here and say, hey, Chris, which, which Wednesday night show do you want to get into first, Dynamite or NXT?
1: Uh well you know, Marty, I think that there are both uh highs and lows of both episodes this week of yes. both programs. So yeah. I think that uh we should stick with the normal theme of uh beginning with the uh the uh the NXT and then uh, finishing up with the All Elite Wrestling Dynamite program.
0: Dang! <laughs> <Bob> <laughs>
1: uh thank you, Bob. Put the garlic bread down. We're gonna <laughs> run out of
2: bread. God you turn it. Your Italian voice is slowly turning into Harvey Firestein. I just want you to know, <laughs> Harvey
1: Firestein. Okay. Hey, Boba. no, Boba. <laughs> put, put the garlic bread away. I gotta call my therapist. Where's Lorraine Brocco Do you have a number?
2: What have I done?
1: <laughs> you're really hot in here. <laughs>
0: All right, I, don't why, so... I don't
1: know why I'm so sweaty all of a sudden, <laughs> Bobo. Hey, hey, Bobo, turn a fan on for me, will you? Sweating my, uh, I'm sweating my calzones off over here. Okay, just, uh, the 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 Stromboli's zipping down my butt crack now. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so
2: NXT just... this week, Oops. NXT this week, and and as always, we get to see the difference between uh, the full show and what Christoph was able to see on Hulu. Le Hulu. uh, So the show this week kicked off with the uh, (laughs) Group... No, I can't. Kicked kicked (laughs) off with the finals of the Group A side of the Cruzador Tournament. (laughs) Triple Threat, eh? Yes, Jake Atlas, Kushida, and Drake Maverick, (laughs) which I thought was a good match. eh?
0: Which I thought was a good match.
2: Eh? But this was the dumbest fucking finish i've ever seen yeah try,
1: try and explain this to me because i didn't get it i even like okay. rewound it the uh, and i still don't get it
2: okay so what happened was
1: kushida, kushida jake atlas. had jake
2: atlas in his cross arm breaker oh, yeah the flip off top cross arm breaker mm-hmm. so his legs were over the <laughs> kushida's legs were over the chest of uh jake atlas okay Atlas's shoulders were down, Maverick mm. jumped in, put an arm onto Jake Atlas, ref counts three, and rewards the win to Drake Maverick, excuse me, because his arm was covering Jake Atlas, but technically Kushida was also covering Right. <laughs> yeah. It makes With no his legs. It makes Still zero cover. sense.
1: <clears throat> and not to mention, they showed on the replay that Jake Atlas was – or, yeah, Atlas was tapping before the ref counted three. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess that's their really fucking stupid roundabout way to, to lock in Kushida for the first uh, match, which Maverick did in his post-match promo. Yeah. But that that's – I mean, if, if the guy's going to lose, just have the guy lose. Right. Why do you have it, to do it, all this – It made no
2: sense because also Kushida was all like, you know, after the match, he's like, wait, how, huh? You know, how did this happen? And then later later in the same show, he was like, oh, you know what? You deserve this shot. Just give me the one after that. Like, I get it. Sometimes baby faces are stupid and and make poor life decisions and and what have you. But it was just one of those things where it's like, I, I don't understand what anyone's motivation is like. Did especially because it's a tape show. Did no one run this back and look at it and go, "This sucks." <laughs> Apparently not.
1: I guess <clears throat> I guess Sean was only half looking at it, so he didn't really get it Yeah, uh, that's
2: true. He was <laughs> he, he was watching both the show and also the WWE Network archives at the same time.
1: Yeah, yeah, he was watching jerking off to the last ride.
2: <laughs> uh, Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae came out. Uh, I didn't see this. Okay. Uh, Johnny, Thankfully. Johnny kicked off the Johnny Gargano Invitational. Ugh. And he said that he was going to give a good hand a shot. Mm. Which... Don't overuse
1: that. I mean, that's, you know, right. they just used that a couple weeks ago for Mia Yim on, uh, in Charlotte. So that's and, the new uh, and, and, uh, that they're uh, just I, shooting, brother. Shooting I, all from the hip on NXT.
2: I, I hate it so much. I hate it so fucking much. Like, I... Cut cut back to, like, six months ago. A- NXT, easily my favorite WWE anything. Like, oh, I yeah. fucking love NXT. And there's a lot, even on this very same show, that I enjoyed quite a bit. But fuck me, man. You are just... You are embracing all of the worst of professional wrestling right now by just kind of going, like, Hey, fourth wall, knock-knock, we're Deadpool now. Like, fuck you. Yeah. Anyway, Johnny Gargano... <laughs> beat the shit out of random jobber named adrian alanis i got excited and thought it was adrian adonis and it wasn't
1: the corpse of adrian adonis
2: yeah <laughs> the stambling corpse <laughs> of adrian adonis um, hey, i'm gonna i'm gonna suplex a corpse hey. it, it was just it was just a squash hey,
1: gargano. yeah it's got a nice italian name there johnny
2: and then uh we we got a video skit from mia yim and keith lee spoofing the gargano skits
1: oh god were they at their dinner table
2: yes Oh God! Uh, Tegan Knox brought them a pizza, but she ate all but one piece, and then they made a whole big to-do about how you know we're gonna have a big uh, mixed tag match.
1: Wait, why was Tegan Knox there?
2: I guess she's roommates with Mia Yim. I don't know.
1: Okay. Anyway, okay. Are they doing a fat gimmick because she ate all the pizza except for one slice?
2: I have no idea. I, oh, I, I, I guess it was someone's thought of humor. What um, is well, so the fun part about all this is should have had some
0: fusilli.
2: Hey, um, so the fun part of all this is there. This whole thing is to build to a uh, a mixed tag match of the Lees right. versus the Garganos. Yes, Yim versus Candice LeRae is now on NXT next week, and okay. signed for uh takeover in your house is Johnny Gargano versus Keith Lee for the. Uh, what is it North American North American I was gonna say United States but it's not United States North American title and it's just like all right cool now we've had entire promos building to a match that's probably not gonna happen real dumb
1: when's when's the takeover
2: um I want to say hang on I will confirm NXT I mean they have
1: time to do that match in between I would imagine
2: uh June 7th so next weekend
1: okay I stand corrected.
2: Yeah. Okay. Real dumb. Cool. Speaking of real dumb, we had Raquel Gonzalez against Shotzi Blackheart. This oh, feature Shotzi this. Blackheart deciding I'm now Darby Allen, and yeah. doing a coffin drop. Instead, it was let's call it half of a moon salt, <laughs> as she went up and went way ass over tea kettle. And yeah. basically Paul drove herself on the way down.
1: Yeah, she was, uh, you know, if Weird Al was walking by, he would have tried to play it because she folded up like an accordion.
0: Yeah.
1: Hey. Uh, hey, try the fusilli. Um, Marty's starting to get pissed off at me with my accent. No, I can tell. I can see in his face. I can see it in
2: your face. Don't not lie long. to me. You fucking liar. <laughs> no. no, I <laughs> You're a terrible liar. Chris, this is the, the most engaged and excited you've been with the show in ages. <laughs> also, it turns out when you really laugh you turn into fucking <laughs> mutley. <laughs> <laughs> uh...
1: Assist oh, my asthmatic lungs.
2: Eh? <laughs> uh, we had oh, the boy. Mystery, we had the mystery partner tag match as it was EO Shirai and Rhea Ripley against <clears throat> Charlotte Flair and, surprise, surprise, Chelsea Green. Okay.
1: Robert Stone getting the brand out there.
2: Yes. Iron and, uh, of course, with someone who's not involved in the three way match at TakeOver. As one would assume, the finish was Charlotte Flair pinning Io Shirai.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's some uh, WWE logic right there.
2: Sure. Yep. Reel oh, but Could they
1: coexist?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Somewhat, turns out. Uh,
1: okay.
2: uh, also, uh, I, don't, I don't believe it was shown on the show. I think it was just a, a web-exclusive promo. Uh, Chelsea Green has fired Robert Stone. Oh, yeah. Well, this, that okay. This was after the show on Wednesday. Interesting. Yeah, so very weird. Um we had a Zoom meeting between Adam Cole and William Regal.
1: How did this make the fucking Hulu cut?
2: I have no idea. It was really long. It was really yeah. pointless. It was not very yes. entertaining, and no. I love Adam Cole and William Regal.
1: Yeah, I know. It, it did was nothing.
2: It was fucking me. nothing. Yeah. Um we had a vignette on Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch because they're going after oh. the NXT tag team titles at TakeOver. Oh, awesome.
1: Where did you go, E and Twoy? Yeah,
2: I know. They're fucking dope. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, we had Tommaso Ciampa absolutely destroy Leon Ruff, because Leon Ruff it just is there to get murdered. Uh, <laughs> it was really just to, bur- to build to the whole uh, and Cross tommaso Ciampa match, um, which, you know, it's it's sure fine. it's fine uh and then our main event was a cage fight as it was yeah
1: what do they call the uh the pit yeah the, the fight pit? pit fight
2: pit yeah that was it yes uh um,
1: interesting uh interesting setup i i I, enjoy, I enjoyed the uh the the newness of it
2: yeah it was unique and the match itself was brutal as hell like yeah thatcher and riddle were like we're just going three quarters legit like, that, that's Dude, what we're doing here.
1: The opening, like, uh, you know, Thatcher, like, climbed down into the thing. Riddle just fucking jumped in, rolled through, and just Superman punched his fucking face. And it was yeah. beautiful. Yeah. And he just started, you know, wrestling around. It, it had a, you know... I think they did a good job of simulating a an MMA style fight in a pro wrestling yeah. environment, yeah. Um, and I, I was a little worried about that. But obviously, Riddle with his um, pedigree coming from mm-hmm, the UFC, mm-hmm. I'm not. I know Thatcher is just this badass. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure if did he have any MMA. He experience?
2: doesn't have MMA experience, I'm aware of. But I know Thatcher is a. Big proponent of the Japanese shoot style feds like UWFI, Battle Arts, uh, Rings, etc. Where or Pancrase, where like it was worked shoot stuff. Mm. And um, I think it's WXW uh, in Germany, uh, which he mm-hmm. was a big part of. Uh, even though he's a guy from the states, he would do shows there regularly. They had an offshoot called Ambition, which was all about the worked shoot style. Mm. Um, so he's he's definitely accustomed to. You know, let's fucking go, and uh, they they fucking went. Um, and it ended up being quite a nice send off for Matt Riddle. I mean, yeah, he got murdered here, and Timothy Thatcher looks like a fucking beast now. But uh, this was just a really really great match. Uh, in contrast to the main event segment from AEW. But
1: was was the everywhere. tooth gimm- was the tooth thing gimmicked or was that a uh, shoot? You think? I, think I don't it was know. Gimmicked. I don't know. I think the tooth the, the teeth might have been gimmicked. I think the blood was legit. Maybe I don't know. He, he took, but I, I, after that happened, I went back, and there was only like, you know, aside from the opening Superman punch, he uh, Riddle did that like, you know, jump off the cage disaster kicks style thing,
0: mm-hmm. and it didn't
1: look like it hit hard enough to do that. But yeah. I, it's good that you know, either either way, it, it it got me more you know into the match, and like I said, I was I was shocked at how well they were able to uh, to, to to create that style angle was you know. Much of a nothing there, but still kind of cool yeah. to see him there. It was, his shoes were distracting.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes, they were. You know,
1: the ref ref usually wears black shoes. He has some like bright blue fucking yeah. Nikes on or something. I was like, God, yeah. this, I couldn't take my eyes the, off. Him.
2: The one thing I can say is that made him a positive catalyst for uh, Matt Riddle because. Uh, Kurt Angle actually introduced the vignette about Matt Riddle on SmackDown on Friday and, and talked okay. about how, you know, he's cut from much the same cloth as Angle was. So I'm um, <clears> a stallion, bro. Yeah, that's that's a, a hell of a chip to be put on your shoulder before your main roster debut. Um, but uh, I, I'm excited to see Riddle go to the main roster. Uh, I, I'm i going to have some vague optimism for right now. Oh, um, well, yeah, you got but, to. Because, you know, having a guy like Angle come out and say, this is a guy you need to take seriously from the jump, like, that's that's a pretty bold endorsement. Um, also, of note, apparently Kurt Angle's getting re-signed because Vince is scared that AEW wants to sign him.
1: I mean, I, I would hope not for in-ring, but... Yeah. You know, they seem to be uh, ga- gobbling up uh, past wrestlers to be managers. So,
2: yes. yes. Uh, Putting in him terms in the of, corner of uh, Matt Riddle may not be a bad thing.
1: Yeah, no, I, 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 I like that. And I feel like I'm a little leery about Riddle being called up right now because I feel like not having a crowd yeah. behind him might yeah. hurt his chances. You know, Vince. With Vince, it's, you know, if one first first impression you don't you do not do it, that's kind of it for you uh, historically from what we've heard. Yeah. So, you know, it's hard to gauge a crowd interest when there's no crowd.
2: Yeah, and it's no different than what we've been seeing on AEW with debuts. Uh, again, right. like one this week we'll talk about in just a few moments. Um, but at a point you kind of have to pull the trigger. Also of note, apparently we're going to be seeing um, – Dominic Dijakovic on Raw this coming week Apparently he's getting called up to the Raw brand So Okay, yeah, uh, good for him Good for Dijakovic I, I'm He'd sure... make a
1: really good opponent I know it's a, it's a rocket strap But for Drew McIntyre Oh right?
2: yeah, definitely Just let those guys kick the shit out of each other Give yeah. me that for whatever the pay-per-view after Backlash is supposed to be I don't even remember what the calendar is Judgment Day Maybe
1: Capital Maybe. Punishment
2: Something like that
1: Taboo Tuesday
2: Definitely Taboo Tuesday
1: Cyber Monday Yeah <laughs>
2: Yep, yep, Cyber uh,
1: Monday Cyber, no, it was a, it was a Cyber Sunday Cyber Sunday, that's what it cyber was Cyber Sunday, that's right. what it was, yes Cyber Monday is where you get a deal on a TV
2: Yeah, well, you get a shitty deal on a TV That sounds like it's a good deal Anyway yeah. Um. On Marketing. Yes, on the other side I'll um, tell you
1: what is a good deal
2: though uh, <laughs> You
0: get <the> <laughs>
1: Well, perhaps you like a farfalle You like your little bow ties in your pasta, huh? Try some farfalle The sauce is on the stove it's I delicious.
2: I knew it was coming. I knew it was
1: coming. <laughs> the pasta's so expensive. Wee, you come make on. It yourself. You go you should make it yourself. Okay. <laughs> it's not that hard. You get some flour, some semolina flour, perhaps. That's the good kind. That's the good shit right there. You get some egg. You make a little well. Put some eggs in there. You mix it all around. You roll the dough out. <laughs> yeah, you need you it. roll it out. You roll it oh. out. You cut it into the shape you like. You want to make little penis pastas? You make a little penis pastas. It's <laughs> delicious. Dip them in the gravy. It's on the stove. Mama's Chris, recipe.
2: Chris, you, you were a, a back-of-house chef uh, at a mm. comedy club. Which, which, tells me that you had to deal with a lot of bachelorette parties, probably.
1: Uh, yeah,
2: yeah. There were you some. were you ever approached about making penis pasta? Uh,
1: no, we don't. Look, this was uh, there was nothing as complex as pasta on that okay, menu. Okay. That that menu was um, was fried uh chicken tenders and wings. Yeah. And, uh, you know, mozzarella's day. Yeah, mozzarella. Uh, you know, the most uh complex thing was a fucking quesadilla. Okay. okay? We're okay. not making fucking pastas there. Because uh, realistically, you can't. Because you're you know, if anybody's ever worked in a restaurant
2: and,
1: and, and this is what always kills me, if anybody who's ever worked in a restaurant has watched one of these, uh, kitchen nightmares <laughs> sort of shows where they, you know, do a, a relaunch night and everything goes terribly, it's because that's not how restaurants work. In these shows, when that happens, the whole restaurant gets sat at once, which is not what happens in a yeah. normal service. Yeah. So the kitchen is just in everybody's in the weeds, and on you know they're going under uh, before it even starts because the whole restaurant comes in at one time. Right. That is like that's that is what it's like working in the kitchen in a comedy club is because you only have an hour and a half show to feed. You know, yeah, where are three and, and everyone's Everybody got the, the, the minimum
2: order. And right. Yeah.
1: yeah. So it, that's why it, it's really tough. And you need really good people on in back and front of the house to successfully do that. And you need a simple menu because it's just not possible to do it otherwise. Right. You Can't be making a shrimp scampi to order for fucking, you know, 50 people. That, you know. that
2: makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. I, I definitely fi- the restaurant update. I, I definitely thought that there'd be some drunk uh girl wearing a sash that says friend of the bride just be like
1: can you make these pastas i'm sure it happened but the 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 waitstaff knew better than to ask me for some stupid shit like that yeah i had me a bit of a reputation as a uh as a uh, as a crank uh, oh yeah yeah i was (laughs) i was the screamy you know uh calling everybody cunt uh, all kind of uh you know Tell the fucking cunt to eat the fucking uh, chicken nuggets. Uh, you know, I was I was a curmudgeon. Uh, Mark can back this up. <laughs> I, I've, I've no
2: doubt, Chris. I've no doubt.
1: So. I once, I once, uh, <laughs> I once threw a uh, a six pan, a metal six pan, so hard against the uh, the faucet it bent. <laughs> wow. And marinara, the, the the gravy went everywhere. Wow! <laughs> it was like a it was like a firework of marinara. Yeah, it was, well it was, done. It was, that was a bad one. I had a, I had a, bit, I got a little bit of an attitude problem from time to time.
0: <laughs> you really?
1: A little hot, strong every <laughs> I, now and I then. Had,
0: I had no idea. Hey, hey. No, <laughs> oh, Harry, no. oh no! no Harry Carey's here. Oh no! <laughs>
1: Hey, try the, try, try the fettuccine Alfredo. I like to wash it down with an ice-cold Budweiser.
2: <laughs> you know, Chris, it, it, it's pretty amazing. Unless I've been completely oblivious to it, which I definitely can be, uh, I don't think I've ever actually infuriated you that I'm aware of. No.
1: Well, this is, you know, this is fun.
2: Well, yeah, I'm just saying – even as uh, as a friend off the show, I don't think I've infuriated you again that I'm aware of.
1: No, 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 no. Yeah. We have a we have a nice friendly relationship. Yeah, you're a good brother. You're a good brother,
2: brother. No, right come on. All right. All right. So, dynamite this week uh, kicked off with a look at the inner circle backstage licking their wounds after <laughs> losing the stadium stampede match. And uh, Jericho was trying to get everybody hyped up for the pipe, pipe rally, pep rally later on tonight. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he Mm -hmm. was talking about how they had these boxes of uh, of uh, stadium stampede champion shirts. Yeah. Excuse me. They'd have to figure out what to do with them, much like a Super Bowl team (laughs) who loses. Sure. They got this overstock of shirts. What are they going to do? Well, it turns out they didn't just have a few. As Santana explains. That uh, They got a guy and uh, they got a lot of shirts and they open up the truck they've been standing in front of and it's boxes upon boxes upon boxes of these inner circle championship shirts as Ortiz still selling his bad hearing yells. That's a lot of shirts. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that popped
2: me so fucking hard.
1: Yes. Uh, I was just Ortiz is a national fucking treasure. Okay, he really is. give that fan. man all the raises. All, all right, Tony, them. you listen to all me, hey Tony, hey Tony, Khan! hey Tony, hey. hey, this Ortiz fella, yeah, he's got some, uh, he's got some chops. Not the pork kind. Not the kind we're frying on the, the stove right now. Some actual uh comedic chops, man. Okay, give him a. Uh, Give him a brown paper bag full of cash, okay? There's some. Uh, there's some under the. Uh, there's some under the limoncello on the bar. All right, Tony.
2: So, so our opening match was going to be a six man tag: the Young Bucks and Matt Hardy <sighs> against Private Party and Joey Janela. But before that starts, we have a nice little video piece with the Elite talking about how uh, you know how how they won the night before. Hangman Page saying he was going to go back to the hotel to drink. Kenny Omega decided to leave with him, and Matt Hardy asked the Young Bucks which version they want to team with, so he first comes out <laughs> as Extreme Matt, they say no, they want someone that's a bit more of a spot monkey, and out pops up, although not wearing the correct gear, I'm, I'm that guy, out comes early nine. yes, early 90s <laughs> style matt hardy as he's there to do some flippy do's now the thing that i think bothered me was everyone online was like oh he's wearing his old gear no that's like the fucking gear he wore when he was like a heel <laughs> you, you know trying to murder his brother like that's like, <laughs> like, like it's it's not that but it was fine because we, he's they had, had a lot of
1: gimmicks over the years he
2: has but it was <laughs> a really really fun match um and the finish came as uh, Mark Quinn looks like he blew out his knee. Right. More on that in a moment. Um, and then uh, Isaiah Cassidy uh, got distracted because of the blowout of the knee. The Bucks take down Isaiah Cassidy. Uh, hit more bang for your buck. Matt Hardy covers for the pin, and of course after, um, after
1: he forgot he was a legal man.
2: Yes, but of course the Bucks and Matt Hardy end up winning that match. It was really sure. fun. All action. It was. Uh, Janella I think did he do like a, a fucking DVD on the apron or the floor or like on the there, floor, yeah. there was some crazy shit going on in this yeah. one it, it's exactly what you expect from an AEW opener all action all killer no filler um, but Mark Quinn knees out so Matt Hardy being the vet that he is goes to check on him helps carry him to the back along Isaiah Cassidy bucks are left in the ring and here come the butcher and the blade
1: which earlier in the match, uh, one of the bucks got thrown into the crowd and onto Butcher and Blade. Yes. So it, it it didn't it wasn't random. There was at least something in the match that led to it. Yes. Um, so then they start to get beat down by an all white wearing Butcher and Blade. Are they still yeah. Butcher and Blade? They're they, still Butcher and they Blade. But they're,
2: they're 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 rocking some uh, Clockwork Orange style gear. I guess yeah. that's their casual clothing.
1: Uh, but Allie's doing some weird thing With QT Marshall now yeah, She's, she's, not she's off anymore. doing her own thing well,
2: okay. uh, Some people think that she's seducing him To eventually help uh, okay. Butchering the plate Anyway, gotcha. uh, while that's happening Here comes an appropriate Instance Of a black pickup truck driving in It looked like a fucking classic Chevy Truck, yeah. by the way And out from that truck come Dax Harwood and Cash Wheeler the former revival. FTR come in, beat the shit out of the Butcher and the Blade, hitting a spike pile driver and a shatter machine. Get in the face of the Bucks, but no blows exchanged between F T R and the young Bucks. We finally have the debut of F T R in AEW.
1: Yeah, um, I'd imagine it would come with some kind of contract, I don't, but maybe it's a deal to, you know, a week by week thing. I don't know. There hasn't been any official word to my knowledge. There was an Instagram on... post oh, okay. of
2: uh, FTR are all elite, and okay, they are right. scheduled to be on Dynamite this coming week, doing a sit down interview with Tony Skivone.
1: Skivone, hey Tony, give him some gravy. <laughs>
2: Uh, John Moxley ca- came out to join the commentary desk uh, for the following match. I-, I actually enjoyed Moxley on commentary. Uh,
1: it's he's got this very natural sort of I don't give a fuck air about him. Yes, uh, and it really is a delight to listen to. I liked I liked him on uh, on commentary as well. It wasn't a long match no. uh, that he commentated to by any means because it was a uh, squash of yeah. Brian Cage and. Lee Johnson, Lee yeah. Johnson,
2: who has been murdered by lots of people. all the big men. Yeah, all the big guys. Brian Cage kills him quick. And then Taz, who is now acting as the manager of Brian Cage, cuts a promo, reminds me that Taz is a fucking great promo guy. Yeah. And to show how much he's going to give Brian Cage rubs, gives Cage his old catchphrase and says, beat him if you can survive if he lets you. Yeah, that's great. I'm glad
1: that uh, that got dusted off.
2: Yeah, that that uh, uh, that made me so happy as as an old school ECW fan. Just just to hear Taz say that one more time made me really happy. Even though Taz's body has seemed to have shaped into a gigantic square, I'm very happy to <laughs> to see him out. He's there. essentially
1: Kingpin from uh, Into the Spider Verse.
2: Yes, yes, just uh, much shorter. Yeah, yeah. He, he... condensed version. <laughs> if if everyone else in Into the Spider Verse is uh, a series of action figures in the six-inch scale. He's in the Star Wars scale. He's, he's, <laughs> he's been shrunk down a bit. Yes. Um, Thanks, Kenner. Yeah. Then we had Britt Baker rolled out by oh. Rebel. Of course, Whoa. the wheelchair says, Role Model.
1: R-O-L-L, because she's yes. in a wheelchair. Hysterical.
2: And she's here to tell us the rules of being a role model and said, Rule number three is don't hurt the role model. And then she goes full 90s Jericho and Man. lays out the conspiracy of the women in AEW looking to take her out.
1: 100% here for conspiracy victim Britt Baker. Yes. Fantastic work.
2: Yes. And, of course, the crux of the conspiracy is Aubrey Edwards. Ref <laughs> Aubrey is the issue. And he yeah. got blown out aubrey was there she got a concussion aubrey was there yeah she broke her nose aubrey was somewhere <laughs> <laughs>
1: not airtight but hey it'll it it, yes. it it'll work and you know going going through the uh the crazy charlie day uh board of uh you know uh sylvia <laughs> yes um it's it, it was fantastic. Everybody is a conspirator. It's it's great. I hope they keep that going. Uh, if you guys listen to her on the AEW Unrestricted podcast, she she mentioned that she'd been working with Chris Jericho um, in terms of character and promo, and I would imagine that this uh, kind of came uh, as uh, a blessing from Chris Jericho to be yes. you know be uh, bequeathed this this gimmick. So yes. uh, fantastic stuff there. I was all about it.
2: Really, absolutely wonderful segment. I I, I adored it. I thought it was so good. And uh, she announced she will be back from her injury at All Out, which is actually longer than expected. But uh, I think if anything, it's probably the AEW team saying, hey, take the time you need, get healed up, all that fun stuff. So Because All Out is three months away September September 1st yeah, right September 1st right? Uh, September
1: first, first weekend in September whatever yeah. the fuck that is um, but there's, there's not saying that you know if she's you know 100% earlier that she couldn't you know surprise attack somebody or whatever so
2: yes uh Alex Marvez still hired still not replaced still by building. Justin Schlegel yeah. um backstage with Inner Circle Jericho promised cheerleaders a drumline presence and more during the pep rally and while that was happening Orange Cassidy wanders in and wanders out. Jericho asks the rest of the inner circle if they saw that. And he said he'd see Orange Cassidy later. Intrigue. From yeah. One. In the, Orange
1: seeds being planted.
2: Yes. In the Christoph Like-A-Lot Memorial match of the evening, it was Hikaru Shida <laughs> going one-on-one with Christy Janes.
1: My, my, my. <laughs> <laughs> what a lovely, lovely uh, five-minute match this was.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, Chrissy
1: James, welcome.
2: Yes. Uh, no word on her getting the Anna J. signing, but... Uh... Chrissy Jane's got, uh, got, I, well, actually, squash is probably a strong term. I, I thought no, was, she got some shit in. Yeah, she was, and
1: she looked really good too.
2: Yeah. Um. I and her moves was, were great. Yes, <laughs> I, I thought it was a really really fun match. But Sheeta did the deal and got the pin on the Falcon Arrow. Uh,
1: found on Reddit by uh, our buddy Mark. Uh, a, a great comment that uh, Tony Khan apparently is a uh, POG collector, P A W G collector. <laughs>
2: done internet well done
1: that was a fantastic one so and cody. i approve that message yes
2: so cody comes out for a promo putting over the tnt title um not really the first great step as he said tony shivani you want to know why tom brady is my favorite quarterback hey man that's not you how you start heat. a face promo that's not how you, gotta... you start a face promo
1: is he is he is he is he a heel that thinks he's a face or is he a face
2: i i have no idea but the, the crux of all this is he's going full John Cena. The TNT title will be defended live on Dynamite every single week.
1: I mean, it's a TV title. It makes sense. Uh, you know, this is something that, God, for years on this show, uh, we've been saying that that was a, uh, a great idea for an organization to do. Um, so, yeah, let's let's fucking do it. And yeah. uh, I, I mean, Later the, in the match, the we Cena got... Or,
2: did, or, oh, sorry. I was just going to say the Cena US title run was like a 10 out of 10.
1: One of which... Of those open challenges was Cody, so you know he got the a, a rub from that by being able to do that. And Now is is paying it forward, being in the John Cena position of AEW. Yes. Uh, later on in the show, we got to find out who the first open challenger would be, which is weird because then it's not an open challenge,
2: but whatever. Yeah, it's a planned uh, challenge, but uh,
1: plan, you know, planned uh planned battle royal winner challenge. Uh, but uh, I think there was something else before that, right? Yes, indeed. Uh,
2: we had. Uh, A match where the winners were to get a tag title shot the Ah. following week. Best friends have the tag title shot for Fighter Fest. So this is basically uh, an in-between. And really what I thought was one of the few misses of the night, um, it was Jimmy Havoc and Kip Sabian versus SCU of Sky and Kazarian. Uh, I like both these duos. They did not have chemistry in my eyes. I, I I thought it was really kind of a miss um but uh sabian and havoc ended up winning so we're going to have a hangman page and kenny omega defending the tag titles against kip sabian and jimmy havoc winners going on to fighter fest to take on the best friends i really really hope it's omega and page against best friends because that match would be fucking dope hell yeah MDF and wardlow had a interview backstage uh and this was really just to sow the seed or plant the seed rather of uh Wardlow turning face as MJF got into his face about not letting him win the Battle Royal, and uh when Wardlow got all pissed, MJF said, of course, I'm ribbing you. Again, yeah. a little a little insidery, a little shooty. You know how I feel about that, but it was fine.
1: Yeah, but MJF so obnoxious that it kinda, you know, works. Yeah. it's not so you're not hit over the head with it.
2: Exactly. Unlike Orange Cassidy, who, as we came back from commercial, and we were about to do the Battle Royal, he got hit over the head with some mad balls by Santana and Ortiz. That's
1: right. He yeah, had the old prison sock beat down as he was making his entrance to the Battle Royal.
2: Homie did not play that. And down <coughs> goes Orange Cassidy, and we have our Battle Royal. And uh, like hey, you should have put mama's meatballs in there. It's so fucking hard to bust your brains
1: open. Hey, Baba. Hey, Baba. Hey, are you still eating the garlic bread? Holy shit, bro! There's so much garlic bread. Stop it! Get some of Mama's meatballs. Okay, put them in a put them in a pantyhose and bash somebody over the fucking brains with them.
2: <laughs> so, what was a, a a fun battle royal? Standard AEW battle royal where there are a lot of stories within it. Some of the things that happened: Cole Cabana, when he got eliminated, was handed a join dark order flyer. So we'll see yeah. what happens there.
1: Maybe he converts them all to juggalos and he gets-
2: <laughs>
1: in AEW. I would, uh, you know what? I would be here for that. I think that could work.
2: I'd be very much into that. Brandon Cutler and Peter Avalon continued their feud from BTE and AEW Dark as they eliminated each other at the same time. Therefore, during the rec- commercial break. Yeah. But their their record remains the same. Yes. Um, There was uh, a lot of MJF and Wardlow shenaniganry. Uh, including MJF looking to uh, hit Orange Cassidy, who rejoined the match with The Ring. Uh, Cassidy, Duck, and MJF hit Wardlow, so then Cassidy and Jungle Boy threw out MJF and Wardlow at the same time, leading to the final two of Orange Cassidy and Jungle Boy. Which was a really fun back and forth. It, it basically, yeah. uh, every single Orange Cassidy match has that moment where he goes from being comedic to being a really good fucking wrestler. And that's what this was. Yeah. How that guy throws a better Superman punch than Roman Reigns on the regular is crazy to me.
1: It looks so much cooler. I don't know what it is.
2: I, I don't know. I, I, I think it's in how he throws it. I don't know.
1: Maybe it's the follow through. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't I don't know. But it, yeah, it looks awesome.
2: It, it, it looked like it was anyone's game but uh jungle boy uh hit a head scissors taking them both over the top cassidy hit the floor jungle boy hit the apron and it'll be jungle boy versus cody next week for the tnt title hell yeah should be real real good um also of note chris jericho is going to be in action next week uh it was revealed after the show he'll be facing colt cabana because of what happened in the main event segment So, the pep rally kicks off with, of all people, Vicky Guerrero coming out and introducing everyone. Apparently, she can't say excuse me because she kept yelling, are you kidding me?
1: I mean, did did WWE trademark excuse me?
2: It's possible. Um, Everybody had (laughs) uh, gifts for everyone else. Uh, Sammy Guevara gave participation. Participation. There we go. Participation. Participation.
1: participation participation yes
2: participate yeah he gave Par- partition trophies Par- <laughs> to parsnips. the rest yes he gave parsecs, parsnip- parsex parsex yes. trophies mm-hmm. he gave those to the rest of the inner circle uh santana gave everyone individual gifts including a framed photo of mark anthony to chris jericho uh jericho- is there a story
1: behind mark anthony or just because uh, he's fellow puerto rican,
2: rican. Fellow okay, Puerto Rican. Right.
1: Yep. I didn't know if there was anything else I was missing aside. Not, from... not
2: that I'm aware of. Okay. Um, uh, Jericho gave Sammy Guevara a scooter uh, that he yep. can get around, uh, the hit me up scooter, if you will, um, as opposed to using crutches. And gave...
1: Ortiz gave Sammy Guevara some, uh, some Vicks VapoRub.
2: Yes, that's true, because that'll <laughs> fix everything.
1: That'll fix everything. Yes. That's what my abuela
2: says. Yes. Uh, and. Jericho gave uh, Ortiz a pair of those uh, aircraft controller earmuffs, and suddenly he could hear fine again.
1: Here's tonight; it's just like that.
2: Yes. Um, Jake Hager, in a rare moment of actually being entertaining, wrote a poem for uh, the Inner Circle, which basically just evolved in him doing uh, Liam the Neeson's Taken monologue speech. from Taken. Yes, <laughs> which
1: was so out of left field and hysterical i was shocked
2: yes um so then sammy guevara grabs a mic and he asks jericho what does he really want he says he wanted mike tyson's head on a platter because he hasn't forgotten what mike tyson did to 10 years ago on a a monday Monday night night. so now (laughs) wwe continuity is aew continuity this chris jericho continuity This is where things go very, very awry. Because here comes Mike Tyson. They were talking about how Mike Tyson was going to be on Dynamite this week. Here comes Mike Tyson and his uh, random folks, including MMA fighters who I'm going to botch their names so I'm not going to bother them, and some guy with face paint on. Yeah, the guy looked like he was huffing it. Uh,
1: Yeah. uh, I don't know. He he looked like fucking uh, Brooklyn Brawler.
2: That guy's apparently an actor that Jericho knows, so I have no idea why he was part of this segment. Also, he looked like he was trying to go into business for himself the entire fucking time.
1: A hundred percent. He was squeezing himself into frame any fucking minute.
2: Yeah. uh, So that was bad and distracting. But then basically we decide, oh, we're now going to have Chris Jericho do Steve Austin cosplay, and we're running back the mania 98 build.
1: So it was essentially the same exact segment
2: down to Jr. Just yelling last names. Yeah. Tasha
1: and Austin, Tasha and Austin, yeah. Tasha and Jericho. Well, I should do it a little more. Tasha and Jericho, you know, uh, <laughs> that's, for
2: the, that's for the video viewer. uh, at <laughs> patreon.com. Look up our fast podcast. um, uh, yeah, and then it, it leads to a big pull-apart with everyone in the roster. Great job, social distancing, assholes! Uh, yeah, I,
1: I, this did not work for me at
2: no, all. No, I, and, and the thing that is even worse to me is, what is this going to lead to? Uh, a fucking right. match with Jericho and Tyson? I can't think of something I want to see less.
1: Yeah, like, what's the payoff there? Like,
2: I... I, 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 I I get that there's probably a want to have mainstream publicity on AEW, and of hey, course. great job, everybody! You got on TMZ as AWE features Mike Tyson. Oh um, no, yeah, Did they do AWE, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, literally, uh, I I don't know, I don't know. Like, I I think Jericho is definitely in showing us on a week week basis that he's still in his prime and he can still do great things. Tyson does not move the needle at all for me. And again, maybe it moves some needle that I haven't seen for people who don't watch professional wrestling. I know back in 1998, he brought a lot of people into the attitude era and those people stayed. Yeah. But but in
1: 1998, Mike Tyson was at the height of his powers.
2: And in in 1998, I was 14 years old and had all my hair. So right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like times have changed. Um, I don't know that there's really going to be that audience for this. I, I, I don't know who this is for beyond. And I've never thought I'd say something like this. Does Does Chris Jericho have a Triple H level of needing to get his heat back on a guy? Like, what the fuck? I I don't I don't understand that.
1: I feel like if you're going to do an angle like this, you do it with somebody more relevant than Mike Tyson. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, some like a an MMA fighter yeah. or you know Daniel
2: Cormier or. Um, Right. uh, I mean, I'm sure there are others, but people of of a name and of a note, like uh,
1: really the best equivalent in terms of uh, fucked up with the law and still a badass is John Jones.
2: Yeah. Yeah. John Jones would be right there. Uh, Conor McGregor, too.
1: Yeah, but he would have cost way too much.
2: Uh, Fair, fair. Uh, But. I'm guessing Tyson ain't cheap because it sounds like he's yeah, getting true. 20 mil for his next fight. Cause yeah, he's going to fight again. Um,
1: George Foreman fought into his 50s. Yeah, fair. So, you know, I uh, I don't uh, that's fine. Boxing is is different. Yeah. But, you know, it, it Mike Tyson just is not uh to us at least. Maybe this is AEW's attempt to get the older audience into their show because yeah. they've been skewing younger. So they're trying to get back to people who, you know, lapsed watching after the Attitude Era, who remember this? Like, oh, cool! They're doing this again. I'll give it a shot. I'll check out, you know, what's going on or whatever. For uh, for me, and I know, I, as we were talking about it and what it sounded like, you just said it didn't land for either one of us, um, and just don't know what the what the payoff was going to be. Even when the, the pull apart with Austin happened, they didn't have a match. Yeah, Tyson was was the ref.
2: For yeah, and it match. turned out he and Austin were buddies all along.
1: Right. Which, whatever
2: yeah.
0: uh
1: so yeah I I, I I don't know uh i'll see how it pans out because uh, i'm not going to stop watching because of it or anything but yeah it, right it, right there's
2: it, there's there, there was nothing terribly offensive about the angle the storyline i mean yes uh tyson himself has a dicey past um but
1: he did 98 too
2: yeah uh you know there there's there nothing that that's made me say this is ruining my experience. If this turns into we're going to talk about Mike Tyson every single segment and right. they don't shut the fuck up about it. That's one thing. Anyway, uh, during the pull apart and everything, Colt Cabana got in the face of Jericho and Jericho like pie faced him. So that's why they're doing Jericho Cabana this week, which I think actually will be a really fun match. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just it, it did nothing for me. And especially when it's like, you know, I'm I'm comparing segment to segment here. NXT ended with uh, with Timothy Thatcher standing tall. It's like, okay, you're making a a new guy, a super badass. Meanwhile, I have two guys who are trying to be badasses who are clearly no longer in their badass prime. Right. Yeah. It's not what I expect out of AEW. And in turn, for me, it's a miss. Maybe you, dear listener, liked it if you did. Uh, you know, hop in the comments, let us know, ping us on different social medias, or, you know, if you think the show sucks, as always, at Sented Cruz on Twitter. I think I know somebody who liked that last segment. Though. Oh, who liked that last segment? Chris? And Baba
1: Blaschirelli! <laughs> he was sitting there. He was sitting there. He had a plate full of fusilli with mama's gravy and some sausage links on there. He was sitting there, he was slurping up his fusilli with the gravy, eating all the goddamn garlic bread he could. And he was sitting there going, "It's some good shit. There's some good shit. Gloria! The Rough House Podcast is a weekly podcast. Follow us at SGW on Twitter and facebook.com slash the Podcast
0: This is the The rough house uh podcast with justin and christoph that's it fuck christoph he's terrible with his information okay hey this is the rock shut your mouth jabronis and listen up because this is the rough house podcast with justin and my least favorite man on the planet christoph and marty the preceding presentation was brought to you by the realm network oh hi didn't notice you there. My name's Farmer Brown. These days everyone's concerned as to what's going into their diet. People like farm fresh goods and produce. But have you ever thought to yourself, hmm, I wonder what's going up my ass? That's why I introduced to you Farmer Brown's line of locally sourced sex toys In my new shop from Farm to Butthole. At Farm to Butthole, you're not going to find chemically laden lubes and things that can cause a UTI. Oh no, sir. Farmer Brown uses all natural soy milk, cow's cheese, and goat tears to properly grease up that hole of yours. From farm to butthole, each one of our dildos is hand-whittled from fresh northern Colorado mahogany, so you can sleep soundly knowing that you had a nice natural rogering of your A-hole, V-hole, or your M-hole. Farmer Brown's from farm to butthole. Lord knows what those anal beads are made out of that you're stuffing up your grocery pipe. Well, have you ever tried some farm fresh cranberries strung with a nice sarsaparilla root? Well, you're going to find that at Farmer Brown's from from farm to butthole. Locally sourced, organic, and good for you. And your butthole. At my shop you don't have to worry about latex or all kinds of silicone condoms. Nope, what we like to do is take an acorn tip and put it on the head of your shit. That's right, it's an acorn condom. Fits right on the head perfectly. Hurts like a motherfucker. Farmer Brown's from farm to butthole. Take a handful of nature, stuff it up your ass.